Hello there, and welcome to Circling the Bases. My name is Chris Crawford. I'm joined by my friends DJ Short and Drew Silva. Uh, Drew, I have to start with you, buddy. Uh, I was listening to a certain podcast last night that involved some ladies that worked at an office, and the topic of Why? pizza came up. Uh, it's an amazing podcast for one, and number two, uh, the uh, because I wanted to, and number, but the topic. I thought, of pizza it, I thought came this up. was a different podcast. Sorry, no, I, yeah, I know, I know, what you're talking about now. Yes, okay. Go ahead. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the topic of pizza came up, and uh, Jenna Fisher happens to be from St. Louis. And the topic of Emo's pizza came up for a good five minutes. And I got to be honest with you, Drew, she sounded embarrassed. She sounded embarrassed to be talking about her pizza. And uh, I just would like your comments on that real quick. I think we've been over this over and over. <laughs> have, we, have we talked about it before? Um, I don't expect other people to like it because I'm not a native St. Louisan. And when we moved here, when I was a young kid, I, I hated it too. It's definitely an acquired taste, and it's yeah. If, if pizza has to be an acquired taste, there's probably something wrong with it. Uh-huh. But I've I've come to really love it. It's still it's not my favorite pizza style. I'll, I'll take like a, a New York style slice over at any time, and even like Detroit style, I've come sure. to really enjoy. But yeah, Detroit style is delicious. Yeah, yes. but you know, like what you want. Yeah. We're all great. What do you up. have to What do you have to be in the mood for to want a slice of Vimos pizza? Is it something where you're kind of like it's close to midnight. Maybe you're a little, little drunk. <laughs> That's okay. Um, well, Emo's isn't even my favorite kind of, there's like a lot of mom and pop shops that do sure. it a lot better. I, I think it's usually someone else is ordering it and I'm pretty excited about it either way. Yeah. There's, there's just something funny about like, picturing a mom and pop pizza shop, you know, and you've got your, your stereotypical characters and then they're cutting a block of Provel cheese up. Believe it. That's what, yeah. that's exactly what happens. <laughs> a mom and pop together. Yeah. One is holding the block and the other is. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, believe it or not, is, uh, is not a pizza podcast. It should be one yes. maybe during the off season. Yeah. We could look into it. Drew and I are definitely going to do a Hot Ones episode at some point. And DJ, I think you might have to join us as well. If you can handle the spice, because we've talked about uh, wanting to get do that challenge while doing a podcast. I think it would be an absolute blast. So um, we'll get that. I'll, I'll talk to corporate and see how I can get that sent to us without having to pay. Uh, we are going to be, of course, talking about the World Series as we have our matchup set. The Houston Astros against the Philadelphia Phillies, just like everybody predicted. Uh, there was this, I don't know if you guys saw this, Nostradamus account that has predicted the last three World Series winners and went up to yes. like 2029. Uh, and he has the Philadelphia Phillies winning this thing. So something hmm. to keep in mind if you're a uh, gambling I person that relies on this type of stuff. I saw uh, that Twitter account. And I think they also had in 2027 – that the angels were going to win. Yeah. I <laughs> am fascinated to see how that comes together because all the other, all the other predictions seem sense. very plausible, but mm -hmm. how the angels will get there with, you know, Mike Trout going into his mid thirties and Shohei Otani, maybe a free agent next off season. That would be something, but I guess we got to take care of 2022 first. Yeah. I will say too. I'm not I believe familiar with this account. 
Well, we'll link it to you afterwards. It's it's pretty impressive. He has a list of going of up to 2029. I believe he has the Marlins winning one as well. And I can't yep. wait to see the fire sale after they win that World Series to see where all <laughs> yes. of those players are playing at the end. I uh, do want to remind everyone before we get started, download the Roto World app to receive breaking news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster, get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It is available in your app store today. So let's quickly talk about the ALCS. Uh, Astros win 4 nothing. a series that I think it was maybe a little closer than that, but not much. It seemed like a pretty dominant thing. I'll just ask you guys real quick about the Yankees. Like, obviously, they have the biggest offseason question of any team to me. Aaron Judge is... You know, it wouldn't shock me if he's back. It wouldn't necessarily shock me if he left because I think there are a couple of places that have a lot of money to spend and have the need for that type of center fielder, right fielder that I think could make them take them from contenders to like being prohibitive favorites. I feel like this Yankees team, even with Judge, is kind of in a little bit of trouble, mainly because of the division. Uh, Drew, I'll start with you. How, but what are the, what do you think the chances are that this Yankees team is back in this position in 2023? Yeah, there's a, a lot of work to do, isn't there? Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, if you take a step back, they made the ALCS. It can't be like an unsuccessful season if you're sure. one of the final four teams, right? 199 games. But I get that the Yankees are, kind of in a different ballpark in terms of expectations, even if they're unreasonable, which they are, but they haven't won a world series since 2009. That's right. Right. And that's a long time for them. Um, And so it wouldn't shock me if Brian Cashman's job is a little bit on the line. And if Aaron Boone maybe doesn't come back as manager. And then more importantly for, for us and our conversation is what is this roster going to look like? And, Props to Aaron Judge for counting on himself and not taking that deal that they offered him just before opening day. And for sure, now, now he's probably going to get a hundred more million tacked <laughs> on top of that of what the the Yankees' final offer was. And if they lose Judge, like man, you're talking about that was like their offense th- throughout the the summer months. Sure, was was Aaron Judge? Anthony Rizzo got off to a really good start and then kind of faded, and then you know had some stretches. They didn't have Harrison Bader until the very very end, and then into October, and he was their most effective player in October. Man, um, so yeah, they've got a lot of work to do. They have a big payroll already, even without Judge. There's some dead money on those books. Um, so I wonder if they would almost go into a, like a rolling rebuild mode if they're unable to secure. Aaron Judge, and that's weird to think about when you're paying a guy sure. like Garrett Cole thirty something million dollars a year to be raised. How how do you build around this stuff? Um, so I, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating offseason whether or not they retain Cashman or, or not. There's been a string of strange moves by Brian Cashman, I'd say, over the past two years, mm-hmm. acquiring Joey Gallo for an offense where he didn't fit whatsoever, or made them too one dimensional in, in some right. In some respects. Yeah. Um, but then I think they got too cute during the offseason, too, uh, putting Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at shortstop, uh, bringing in Josh Donaldson, who is just obviously a shell of what he was. Mm-hmm. Um, when they could have – Carlos Correa was right there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there there were other ways uh, – there were the Yankees, too. They could have spent that money. They just didn't want to. So I, I, I think what's interesting about the Yankees is they have prospects on the way – Mm-hmm. Anthony Volpe, 
Oswald Peraza, guys like that. Do you put the pressure on those guys and try to be a you know bank on them right away as you know significant contributors? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, what I do know is when Aaron Judge came up, uh, Gary Sanchez, that was a year they kind of decided to rebuild a bit. They they traded a couple of pieces. Right. I think it was only basically like half a season. They gave up at the trade deadline, called up those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would do something like that if Judge signed elsewhere. I would still consider them to be the favorites. Um, but certainly for a team that has designs on making the postseason every year, there are going to need to be significant changes here. I think it starts at uh, probably shortstop. Um, and there's a deep class of shortstops this winter too. Uh, I don't think just because Volpe's on his way that right. they necessarily, you know, look in another direction. That's going to be fascinating because like, like you guys said, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure uh, going forward, but that shortstop class is absolutely loaded. It's, it's the New York Yankees. You expect them to be contenders for even when they don't sign these guys you expect them to be contenders for the big names and there are four legitimate stars to me at shortstop that they could go and get and they do have anthony volpe who i think has the potential to be maybe not quite as good as like a carlos correa but like in that next lump like he is as talented as anybody but it'll be fascinating to see i really like their starting pitching to be completely honest with you i really like their relief core uh i think that division stuff and i do think toronto is coming. I, I I know we've said this for a couple of years. It's kind of like the dragons and George R. R. Martin that they are they are coming. But I really do feel like uh, they're on the way. On the other side, the NLCS, a five game series that I think is really misleading because I think all five of those games were pretty much excellent. Outside of actually maybe the game that the Padres won, um, San Diego. Same question. I feel a lot more confident about San Diego actually being in a repeat position. Uh, DJ, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, their pitching, uh, I think, will help carry them there. You have Josh Hader for another year. You bring back Juan Soto. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., although it seems like he's getting a new surgery every week, he should be fine for for spring training. And because the Padres made this deep run, that actually takes off some games from his – how many games he'll have to serve at the beginning of next season. I think now at this point it's like 20 or something April 20th he's eligible. Nice. Um, so that matters a lot for fantasy, but also for, you know, the Padres in, in general. So sure. I think things are looking really good uh, for the Padres going into next season and fans should feel uh, really good about their team. Yeah, man, that that was it. It must have been game three. The jerks and Profar check swing was that Yeah, the oh. Friday night game, right? Whew. Yeah, that it was seems brutal. like so long ago since we since we've. Yeah, you know. I blame the Yankees for giving us a, a week without any any baseball. <laughs> what are we doing? Yes. Um, that jerks and profile check swing, and if it's on the top of your head better than me, correct me, but that would have been two on because that would have been a walk. It would have been two, two on, on and no outs out. in, the, yep. in the ninth inning of game three. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for Padres fans. Like, that was clearly a blown call. I guess his bat kind of crossed the plane, but it was an inside pitch. That's not yeah. the spirit of the rule at all. Exactly. Um, that should have that should have been a walk. That should have been two on, no outs, and the, the Padres would have a very good chance of coming back in that one. That aside, yeah, I mean, the Phillies are just a really hot team. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about how well equipped they are for this postseason format. Sure. Um, and maybe we'll see that against the Astros who feel like a juggernaut in this World Series. I know DJ and I both picked the Astros to, to win this thing in our like we do like these little betting profiles. 
Um, but the Padres should feel really good about where they are long term. DJ kind of laid out all the points, getting Soto back for another a full year. He finally came on at the end. We talked about him his struggles for five weeks, really, after that trade. Right. Um, and he didn't really get it going until late. And we'll see what Fernando Tatis Jr. is. He's only 23 years old. There's a lot of baggage there now. But, I mean, when he's right, he's one of the very best players in the sport, certainly one of the very best players in fantasy. I like their pitching depth. Um, it's a smart organization that, you know, they've traded away some prospects, but they still have a very loaded farm yep. system. Um, so I think I think they're in great position long term. You have the they look up and they see the Dodgers there in the division, and the Dodgers are not going to get any worse moving forward. But the the Padres are in, in really good position to be a contender for a long time, and they have the best City Connect jerseys. Just a reminder: if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the NASCAR circuit, and in Premier League. There's also 100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Packers and Bills in our Sunday Night 7 contest. Uh, Bills win. Do I win $100,000? <laughs> you, you, you might if you're picking that. I, uh, I do not... Uh, you know what? The Packers have fooled me an awful lot in the past few years, so I, it wouldn't shock me if they were a much better team in the second half of the season. But man, yeah. Buffalo's good. Man, Buffalo is good, and it's fun to see because I, I when that oh, fan yeah. base is rocking, it's it's as fun as anybody. It's crazy that we're already nearing the second half of the NFL Isn't season. It? Yeah, football writers have it easy, man. Compa- they really do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I think I mean, about my- that every time I get to like the. Week twenty of my power, <laughs> and, I, and it goes like twenty six, twenty seven weeks. Usually, I'm like, sure, man, I need to change sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, for start, yes, hey, I, there it has been You've done, done it. before. It You've has done been it. done before. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I did it a long time ago. Yeah, well, no one, no one cares about a long time ago anymore, Drew. Uh, let's talk about the World Series. We talked about it to begin the show. Astros and Phillies. Uh, the Astros, by the way, are the first team since the 2014 Royals to come into the World Series undefeated. I will point out that that team ended up losing in seven games to the San Francisco Giants, but impressive nonetheless. Let's start with talking about the Astros pitching because I think that that is a going to be a big factor for everybody. There's really only a couple of factors in these World Series, but on paper, I think this Houston pitching staff matches up really well with this Philadelphia lineup. Uh, Drew, do you have any key factors you think with the Houston pitching staff or anything along those lines? I, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious from what we've seen in the postseason. These guys are really good. Yeah, the, and the depth is crazy. And, yeah, you know, that's going to be a big focal point here is that the Phillies, their top-end talent goes up against any – team but when you get into a best of seven series the depth is really going to shine the one knock you could say is the astros really haven't carried a left-handed reliever like all year and i don't know if they're going to make a change to that but they have five or six relievers that have really good splits again right-handed relievers have really good splits against left-handed batters it would be nice to add some kind of lefty to counteract the the harper schwerber situation but Um, I don't think the, the Astros have been worried about that. I mean, they've played seven games this postseason, and they've won all seven. The Phillies have played 11 games and won nine of them. Astros yeah. are well-rested, turning to Justin Verlander in game one against Aaron Nola. And then what will be Framber Valdez and, and Zach Wheeler in game two. Mm. 
I I really like the Astros here. Um because once you get into those games three and four, like they're clearly going to have the advantage and they could very well grab a win or two in games one and two as well. So um, I, I think the Astros pitching depth is, is a huge advantage for them and their lineup is, is hard to navigate just as hard to navigate, if not more hard to navigate than what the Phillies bring to the table. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you remember game four of the NLCS, Bailey Falter didn't make it out of the first Mm-hmm. inning so the big question for me is who pitches that game for for the phillies yeah um and and you know i i don't think you have to worry about that for the astros obviously as as drew said their depth is very good they could go five deep in a rotation if they really had to um but it helps to have you know luis garcia in reserve there as, as a middleman if one of these guys gets chased from a game early um but yeah the, the phillies don't have that luxury um, anything can happen because it's it's baseball. It's one game. Uh, but yeah, on paper, I think as this series moves along, that's where the advantages of the Astros will come into play. Not only just with the rotation, but I think with the bullpen too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think you can count on maybe a few of these names for the Phillies. Dominguez, Eflin, Robertson to an extent. Alvarado has been really good since uh, since coming back from the minors. Right. Uh, around midseason, but other than that, I'm not feeling great. No, about those options. Whereas, as Drew said, I mean this this Astros bullpen is nasty. I don't know if the handedness really matters. I think it's something to watch, though, uh, that there is really only one left hander here, Framber Valdez. Um, but yeah, pitching wise, uh, Astros have the clear advantage to me. That's kind of what I'm envisioning. DJ is, you know, Nolan Wheeler can put together great starts, but then you. You get into that bullpen, it's the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, and the Astros are really scary going up against, you know, mediocre to just above mediocre type relievers, which is right. a lot of what the Phillies have. So one question I had for you guys was actually about who starts that third game, because I think it's an interesting question. Uh, of course, Houston had, if we had a little more time in our show, I'd ask you if you guys had any champagne mishaps growing up. Uh, I'm sure that everybody oh, yes. uh, that I know has had a few champagne mishaps, uh, but Christian Javier looked really, really good in that start. Um, who are you guys starting in that third game between McCullers and Javier? That's a good question. Um, would, yeah. I'm going to say uh, it depends what there. happens in game one and two, you know, okay. <laughs> maybe I, I, on the Astros, I'm, I might put McCullers in game four just because I know they have an edge going in regardless of whoever the, the Phillies put out there. Yeah. So I would probably just stick with what's, what's worked to this point. My only question would be like, if you're starting game three, there's a good chance that you may be starting game seven and which one, which guy you'd be questioning but that's why i think drew's point about what happens with the series kind of matters here because if you're up if you're up 3-0 you know it's probably easy to just say let's go with lance mccullers and shut this thing down and get our world series if you think it might be going a little bit deeper i might want the chance for lance mccullers to pitch he wasn't great in the alcs start i mean he wasn't terrible but he was really really good against that seattle lineup who just apparently have never hit a slider in their entire life um but it's i think it's an interesting question Let's go to the Phillies. I mean, obviously they've got did you, Aaron Nola. Before we go, ahead. go on, did you That's see good. the uh, the injury to his elbow? I mean, to me, it just seemed like it it was nothing when they were first talking about it because he's still yeah. he's still pitched. He's going to be fine. But the the image, like that, was a big bruise right it there on his Tommy bruise. John scar, like right yeah. there on his pitching elbow. That 
that must have hurt like real oh bad. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, uh, so I, maybe getting him a little extra rest would be something to consider too. Just just to let that swelling go away. I mean, uh, that's an advantage the Astros have had all postseason is rest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have not played very much, and so far it's worked. Um, that Mariners series, they got you know pushed to the limit for sure. But against the Yankees, they they looked great. The pitching was perfect. I, I think the rest is working well for them. We'll see what happens in the World Series. There's obviously narratives that uh, will be at play depending on what happens, but they've done fine with the rest. Yeah, it's been if it's possible to throw stress-free innings in the American League Championship Series, <laughs> I think it's kind of fair to say that the Astros did. They they were just so far and beyond everybody, and they have been for this postseason. It is funny talking about. The lack of rest, of course, they played the 18-inning game, but they got an awful lot of time off after that as well. Um, for the one Phillies, thing I wanted to say, one ahead. thing I want to say, Justin Verlander. Please. So in the series against the Mariners, he the one start he made, it was terrible, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But then he came back against the Yankees, and I think he struck out 11 batters in that mm-hmm. start and looked really good. Yes. I know there's some people saying, you know, Verlander isn't a good postseason pitcher, so they're fading him uh, sure. in game one. I think that would be a huge mistake to do that. So for the Phillies, the the question mark for the pitching here is obviously what happens beyond Wheeler and Nola. So I'll ask you first, DJ, if you're the Phillies, how much pressure do you think there is, assuming you could make this a deep series, to bring back guys like Wheeler and Nola on short rest? I think there might be some pressure. Uh, With Wheeler, it's tough just because of the injury that he dealt with in the second half. I think the Phillies would be resistant to go on short rest with Wheeler. Nola might be a different story. Um, and we don't know what these guys are dealing with. You know, right. it's a long it's a long year. So I'm sure they're, they're having these conversations. Uh, but certainly I think most likely Nola would be the guy that would come back on short rest. I think there would be pressure for that. Um, just because game, game four is just stick, sticking out so much to me uh, as a vulnerable point for them. Uh, and Ranger Suarez, remember, coming in in relief mm-hmm. in that series, and he looked very ill-prepared to do that. I, I think coming back uh, where he's comfortable, starting, you know, will be at home too. Um, I think that'll be big for him and his confidence. I think he'll be fine uh, just sliding back into that game three role, which I think is a winnable game for the Phillies. Absolutely. Um, but starting off on the right foot is going to be the key here. True. Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier, but Nola's final regular season start was at Minute Maid Park on October 3rd, and he went six and two-thirds scoreless innings with nine strikeouts. That was the third to last day of the regular season, and I'm sure it might not have been a representative Astros lineup. Um, but for that was his only career start at Minute Maid Park. So it, it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously crucial that Nola puts them on a, a good foot there in game one. And that Zach Wheeler does it in game two, because like we've been saying, games three and four is that's where the Astros have a clear leg up in this series. And the, the Phillies got to steal one early, got to f- steal one or two maybe out of the gate. Yeah, I think that's going to be crucial. And I wanted to point out real quick, too, that the current odds on points bet right now, I think that's one of the reasons why Houston is minus 190 to win that series, meaning that you would have to bet one hundred ninety dollars to win 100. Uh, Philadelphia currently plus 160. Uh, For those of you who are interested in that stuff, and there's an awful lot of you, I do think that is interesting. Uh, The Houston lineup, uh, good, (laughs) real good. Uh, But I'll ask you, Drew, if there's one 
key hitter for this series for Houston. Is there anybody that stands out? Um, I mean, Jose Altuve could, could, could produce a little more, I guess. You, yeah. you feel really good with Alex Bregman and, and Jordan Alvarez um, firing up so far and, and Kyle Tucker to be, to have the luxury of like being able to bat him fifth or sixth or so wherever ridiculous. Dusty Baker wants to place him. Jeremy Pena <laughs> has had a huge postseason so far. He looks healthy again. I know he, he dealt with some hand problems um, during the regular season. So I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty loaded center field and catcher is kind of a, a dead spot in that lineup. Once you get down to the, to the very bottom with Chaz McCormick and Martin Maldonado, but they love Maldonado's defense. So I, they do. I, 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 I get why they're, they're just riding with him over Christian Vasquez. That was kind of a weird trade looking back on it. That, yeah. You know, Vasquez has just been a bench player. Like he's been a legit backup catcher. Like he's been treated exactly like a, a normal backup catcher gets treated, which means yeah. doesn't really see the field in, in the playoffs. Um, so, I don't. I mean, I I think the the Astros are prepared to just jump all over this Phillies pitching staff, and if they can't get to Nola or Wheeler, they'll get to the rest of them. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think the lineups are close to a wash. Um, I think the Phillies lineup is a bit deeper, but may not have the the higher quality bats. If that makes sense, Harper. It, we should say Bryce Harper is at the top of his game. I don't think he's ever looked better, uh, to be honest. And uh, hopefully, you know, seeing him hit that go-ahead home run to send the Phillies to the World Series, um, that should end a really dumb debate slash narrative about him being overrated. Yes. Uh, Can we put that to bed forever? I hope so. Please. Night-night. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, clearly one of the best talents in baseball and uh, you can't say anything about not clutch because you can't hit a more clutch home run than he hit in that game in game five. He is a special player and he's going to be a guy who wins like three or four MVPs and they'll be people who still say, yeah, but he wasn't as good as Mike Trout or he wasn't as good as this type of thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He is a special, uh, special player. Baseball is such a hard sport. And as we all know, prospects, you know, become busts all the time. Like the mm-hmm. first round of the draft is throwing darts. You know, all, the entire draft is, is often throwing darts. And he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at age 15. And to yeah. become what he's become from that, like it's it's so impressive. Like yeah. it, it was it was risky of him to pose to agree to that cover shoot, or I don't even know if he posed for it. Um, and risky for Sports Illustrated to anoint him this like next coming figure. And for him to meet the hype, like it was, it was crazy of them to do that to LeBron James. But in basketball, yeah. you can kind of project what a guy's going to be. It's, you know, it's not the marathon that baseball is, and you know, you're not trying to hit a, a little ball, you know, to to make your money. And he's he's been incredible, man. I Bryce Harper, I love that he's getting this moment too. Like he he yeah. deserves it because he he has been like, underrated, honestly, throughout yeah. his career, or at least like throughout the the middle stretch of his career here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, for the Phillies, uh, I'll say this. I think Alec Bohm is really big in the series. I think that the fact mm-hmm. that number one for confidence stuff, I think that Alec Bohm is uh, as confident as he's been. Like the improvement he's made defensively has been massive and he deserves a ton of credit for it because he went from liability to actually playing above average defense and making some really big plays for those guys. Uh, do you guys have anybody in that other than the obvious uh, Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper stuff? Anybody on the Phillies lineup that really stands out for you? Be as being big in the series. 
You know, I was looking at maybe hits leaders for the World Series around mm. the, the market marketplace here. Uh, and I think JT Romuto is is an interesting selection here. He's at plus 1,000. Kyle mm. Tucker's ahead of him. Jeremy Payne is ahead of him. Harper, Bregman, Altuve. Romuto, he's had some moments in this postseason, but I could easily see him going off and hitting, you know, 300, whatever, during this series. And sure ending up with the most hits in this series. I think he could be uh, obviously key, not only with, you know, what he does with the bat, but on the bases um, and his contributions behind the plate. Uh, I think he could, he's a dark horse as well for maybe being an MVP. Is there a strikeouts prop available for Verlander in game one yet? I don't see that. I I was looking this morning and I don't think it was out yet, but that was, that would be intriguing to me. I wanted to jump on it um, when he, for that start against the Yankees after he looked rough against the Mariners. Like this guy's coming back. And I think it was like five and a half. Um, hmm. And he obviously doubled that. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll play. Uh, we, we can do the thing that was made famous by that one guy. Do you guys have a guess for what that over under will be? I'll say eight and a half. I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's at seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. I was, I think seven and a half is the right number. All right. Well, th- eight and a half would everyone. be, they're trying to force action here, Chris. You sure. Remember that. It's not really about fair. what you think he can do. It's I understand. about what people I, are going to bet on. Thank you, sir, for talking down to me as much as possible <laughs> and explaining that answer. I, 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 I would not be shocked if it was eight or eight and a half. I'll say that just because of how good he was. And this, yeah, this Phillies lineup strikes out. Like there are guys in this lineup. Kyle Schwarber has already struck out twice in this game. He may have hit a home run as well, but (laughs) Kyle Schwarber has already struck out twice in this game. So I think that is uh, definitely going to be an interesting one. I think that there's going to be a lot of interesting over-unders in here. Like hits for Bryce Harper is going to be something that I think is going to be really interesting because if I'm the Astros and they usually are pretty aggressive on guys, I'm really considering, especially if he's hitting fourth, pitching around that dude as much as possible. And it's why I would be considering making the switch of him and Reese Hoskins, who, look, Reese Hoskins had a a massive game uh, as well in that closeout series. Um, But, man, I'll be really interested to see how many hittable pitchers Bryce Harper actually gets in this thing. It'll make his hits total, or bases total, to be honest with you, too, because total bases, it's very hard to get the second base on a walk. So it'll be interesting to see – uh, those type of totals as well. Any anything else like that stand out for you guys? Oh yeah, for so for game one right now it's uh, set at six and a half runs. Mm. Uh, overs at minus one twenty, under at plus one hundred five. What do you think mm. there? I six would be tempted half. to I think, take. I know the it's under. a degenerate. Yeah, it's a degenerate move, but I want the under for the first five innings. I don't know if they. Oh, they, have, they probably have that posted. Yeah. I bet uh, it's like three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't one. I don't have that in front of me right now. I think no. I'm six six and a half. That's hard. It's I think four, I would three take, game and you lose. Yeah. That's yeah, tough. I think I'm taking the over on that. Interesting. I honestly I, I think you got the right on the Drubert, the the under on the five innings would be a really interesting one to take because I think both yeah, starting no. pitches are gonna be really good. I just don't trust this Phillies bullpen. And uh I think we can kind of get into this now, uh making our predictions. I'm going to play it safe and go Astros in six, but it would not shock me if it's Astros in five or Astros in four. It just wouldn't. This Houston team is one of the best rosters that I've seen, and it is built for the postseason. It's built for the regular season. It's built for spring training. It's built for the Arizona Fall League. They're just really, really good. 
And as much as I would love to see Philadelphia win, because I think it would be just a blast. Philly's Twitter is so much fun. All due respect to Astros Twitter, which apparently is a thing, but I don't know a whole heck of a lot of them, to be completely honest with you. Philly's Twitter is so boisterous and it's fun to live and die with them, to be completely honest with you. But I just think Houston's too good. Yeah, I'm with you. I have Astros in six. I think Drew might have Astros in six too. So it's kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, boring podcast. Um, but yeah, I think this is a winnable series for the Phillies if they can get off to a hot steer, start here with Nola and, and Wheeler. That's the key. If they, yeah. if they can steal one of those games, as we said, I think it's anybody's series. If they can't, I think this is over pretty quickly. Um, I was looking at the World Series MVP odds, and it, to me, it was interesting to see Aaron Nola listed at plus 1,400. Oh. Um, and there's like six Astros ahead of him in Brightsville. <laughs> um, if you want to play someone in this series, I think you take Aaron Nola. Um, put a couple bucks down on that and yeah. see what happens, because I think that's the most plausible route for the Phillies winning this World Series is Aaron Nola to come up big. I was just looking up during our uh, betting discussion. Harper hasn't had a walk, intentional or intentional, since game one of the NLDS. That's wow. a span of at least 33 plate appearances. That's yeah. impressive. I bet, yeah, I'm going to guess the Astros will hand him, handle them a little bit differently than those other two teams have so far. Um, yeah, I have, I have Astros in six. I, I'm not rooting for them. I, I wouldn't have expected myself to become a Phillies fan after they, they took care of my Cardinals. And, man, I think that ninth inning of game one of the wild card series is what gave them this confidence. So, yeah. you know, you're welcome, Phillies. Um, <laughs> I have a lot more Philly fan friends than I – I don't I don't honestly think I know an Astros fan. Um, and that's just – you know, that's got nothing – it's just because I live in St. Louis and why would – That's more about you. An Astros fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I went to college toward the East Coast, so I know some Philly people in a – I spend, you know, summers over on Cape Cod. I know Philly people from there, so I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for the Phillies. But it's going to be Astros in five or six. I was looking at some while you mentioned the uh, World Series MVP odds. I will say, Yuli Gurriel at thirty to one is really intriguing to me. I, I've gotten to watch him a whole heck of a lot in this postseason, and he just appears to be stinging the baseball like he was on pretty much everything Seattle yeah. through. Um, I think that's an interesting one. And also Nick Castellanos at 40 to one is really, as there's a drive to deep left field. I'm so sorry. I had to do it. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, congratulations on staying uh, offline. Uh, DJ, do you have an update on our uh, updated standings between our uh, fantasy bet? I imagine that Colin is running away with this thing, but and especially since we all have the exact same players playing in the World Series, I believe it's yeah. uh, probably over, but I would be it, interested to see. It is pretty much over at this point. I, I think in the uh, the league championship round, three of you had you Darvish on the Padres. I had Manny Machado. Otherwise, we had the same players. So sure. not a lot of separation here. Darvish did outscore Machado. Uh, in the mm. in the NLCS, uh, according to our point system, so Colin's still on top. He has 203 points. Chris, you have 184. I have 175. Drew has 164. Uh, Colin has pretty much clinched this thing. Yeah. Um, and really, there will be no further changes because we we both of us or all four of us have Altuve and Real Muto. I I think if we do this next year, we might have to 
have a little more separation yes in how we do this still it was fun to, it was great yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun just watching drew screw up screw it up a couple of times before getting it right that's, <laughs> i mean look it's just a lot of fun to watch Drew not be necessarily great at his job sometimes. I, I read uh, through the <laughs> explainer of this contest very quickly. Um, you, you did, because you picked like yes, three Cardinals. Did. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think yeah, if, someday we'll, to someday we'll might, release the tapes. But yeah, uh, Release the emails yeah, through um, Silva's laptop. Um, <laughs> but I, I think maybe the way to do it, and it's probably not worth the hassle, but like would be to assign a, a dollar amount to players, like in a tier, and then you have to fill out your roster mm. with a salary or something. Like so salary, that, yeah. that way, yeah, that way we don't have all the same. Yeah, some some way that like you can't fit, you know, all the stars on your roster or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, and I'd love for you know listeners and readers to to play along too at some point. We can get to that. Sure. I'm I'm kind of surprised there isn't like a fantasy game out there for the playoffs yeah I, um, I know like betting and betting in dfs have taken off but certainly i think there's an opportunity there for fantasy in the playoffs too so uh, well especially with explore. these extra rounds now too you know what i mean like yeah. there's a lot more baseball now so it'd be a lot more interesting and to be honest with you it could be a lot lot more baseball i would not be surprised if especially after what happened between the favorites if we're talking about seven game LDS series, it would not shock me at all. And it's also more television revenue and it's more, I'm okay with it too. I mean, honestly, um, more postseason baseball, the better for me. I I love the regular season. And I think the regular season's value is whatever value you put on it. That's honestly how I feel about the regular season, but I love that too, but I love postseason baseball. And so Yeah. If we got more postseason baseball, I certainly wouldn't complain. You know, the Astros were the number one seed on the AL side of the bracket. Yeah. So just yeah, all right. and and they did just fine. So it, it worked yeah, out yeah. on the yeah. American League side, not so much on the National yes, League yeah. side. But some years it'll be the opposite. Some years the two of the both two of the best teams will make the World Series, and like that's just the way baseball is sometimes. And yep. we should say about the Phillies, like teams evolve over the course of a season. And the Phillies have been one of the best teams in baseball since uh, Rob Thompson took over in June. They're right there with everyone right. else. So, you know, teams evolve over the course of the season. Maybe it's a trade. Maybe it's a managerial change or a player comes back from injury or a prospect gets called up from the minors. So I, I think you have to look at the Phillies a little bit differently than, you know, just the, sure. the regular season win gap that we're hearing about right now. It can be easy f- to forget that this is a team that fired its manager. Like in, yeah, you know, in yeah it sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great point. And look, the Phillies won one fewer game than the Atlanta Braves last year. Let's not talk about like, this was not an 82 and 80 team that snuck into the postseason. It just, there was a couple of really good teams in front of them in the regular season. And, like we talked about a bunch, they are built for the postseason. That's going to do it. I think we're all really looking forward to this World Series. Uh, please check out our team roundups on Roto World. It has been a lot of fun to write these. We're actually getting into some decent teams now. We're done with the uh, lottery contenders, which is a weird thing to say, but it is true. We do have actual lottery contenders now, uh, but it has really good information on key free agents, what went right, what went wrong. Um, it's a lot of fun. Those are up every day, uh, weekday, Monday through Friday. Please check them out. Speaking of checking out, um, please make sure you hit the five-star button or hit the subscribe button or the like button, whatever you can do. 
We really do appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week, maybe recapping a World Series winner. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. We really appreciate everybody checking us. Everything we've done out has been a blast. So have a great week. Enjoy the World Series. And uh, even though I picked the other team, go Philly. <laughs>